You're now tuned in to this week's episode of our Light the Way and Friends podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to encourage you with hope by sharing everyday real-life stories, interviews with gifted Christian leaders, and some of your favorite Christian artists. We know God has a special plan for your life, and we pray this episode is going to bless you and show you how to fully rely on God. And now, here are your hosts. And welcome again, once again, to another Light the Way and Friends podcast. I'm your host, John Wilson, along with my awesome co-host, Hot Donna. Say hi, Hot Donna. <laughs> Hello, fans and friends of Light the Way mm. Ministry. Why do we call you Hot Donna? John, you call me Hot Donna because I'm on fire for Jesus. Come That's on why. now. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Excited. We've got a special guest with us today, yeah, um, and I can't wait to get in there uh, and start talking with him. But before we do, we like to always open up every podcast yeah. with a um, scripture reading, and I believe you got that pulled up for us this uh, today. Yes, I do, John, and I'm reading out of Romans 5.5, 5, and it says in Romans 5.5, 5, and hope does not disappoint us. Because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. And as I reflect on that verse today, I just I think about how Jesus is the source of our hope. Mm. And it's not just by the prior work on the cross and in the empty tomb, but and it's not dependent on our own willpower or commitment to hang on to to hope, but it's because of God and it, the fire of hope that he has put in our hearts that can never run out of fuel mm. because he fills us with his Holy Spirit and pours his love into our hearts. And then the Holy Spirit just keeps churning and, and, and pouring into us so that it pours out of us onto others. And then the Holy Spirit just keep continually flows through us. And it's just a reciprocal relationship that his hope, he pours his hope into our hearts. Then we take that and we share it with others and he continually pours into us. And it's just like a flowing river all the time to Amen. overflow out. Wow. And share his glory and to share his hope with others. Amen. Amen. You know, it's so awesome that, you know, how everything around us is changing, but the only thing that doesn't change is that hope that we have in Jesus. And, and I know we just started a new, a new campaign, Hope Lives, right. and uh, we're, you know, encouraged to let people know that, you know, hope lives and that hope is Jesus Christ. So yeah. good word, good word. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. Um, I am super excited because... Um, I don't know how this kind of connection happened with our uh, guest that we have today, but I know that uh, you know it's been a God God divine appointment, yes. and just what him and a collaborative of other evangelists that are doing coming together in a movement that God is doing in their work is just amazing. So I'm excited for you guys to uh, listen and just and just get to uh, hear the heart of our guest. Um, we're honored to have our good friend, Andy Bird from The Send. How are you doing, Pastor? Uh, doing great. Yes, so excited to be with you guys today. Yeah, man. So you are, you're in Hawaii. Like that's like the perfect place to be. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good, it's a good, if you're going to be quarantined, it's a good place to be quarantined. <laughs> well, how, how is your quarantine Hawaiian life going? 
Yeah, no, we're actually, I mean, I would say we're pretty blessed in that, you know, we can do a lot outdoors here still. So we're not in the same situation that maybe other places are and are really grateful for that. We have six kids, so trying to imagine keeping them all in the house uh, 24-7 would be pretty crazy. Oh, wow. Wow. I bet six kids. And, and being a dad, not only is that a full-time job, but, man, you've got, you've got a lot of things going on with uh, YWAM, or, or better yet known as Youth with a Mission, and, and then The Send. Uh, so I want to I dig right into it. Uh, the Send has just been this powerful thing, that uh, movement, a mighty movement across the world. Um, tell us a little bit about what is The Send? How did it, how did it come about? Um, yeah, it's been a it's been an unfolding you know journey like everything, but um, ultimately we've been connected relationally with a man named Blue Engel and the Call for a number of years, uh, who has done stadium gatherings all over America for about 20 years, calling young people to revival, to prayer and fasting, and to believing that God could turn America back to Himself, back to God. And uh, in that journey, there we had a clear word about eight years ago. Uh, with our friend Lou, that the call was going to make a transition and it was going to become a sending movement. And the call had gone out and young people were responding and it was time for a massive activation in evangelism, in missions, both locally and globally. And so that was about a seven, eight year journey of hearing God and taking simple steps of obedience and building relationships and, you know, stewarding our gatherings that we did have, though they may have been small um, until uh, until 2018, when we felt it was it was time to move forward, and we gathered uh, seven leaders from seven different organizations, and uh, basically asked if we would if they would commit, could we run together for the foreseeable future to see mm. the largest activation movement in our history? Could we believe that we're heading into the greatest harvest in history? And would this, would we work together to see that mobilization of the church activation of the everyday believer? So that started uh, about a little over um, about two years ago, I guess, a little over two years ago. And um, and that was the beginning, kind of the beginning of the send uh, as a gathering and as a movement. Wow. Wow. And where where did it actually, I mean, the first event as the send, where did that first one happen? It was in Orlando, Florida, when we had initially heard the word from the Lord, the call would transition to descend. He had also spoken about the significance of Orlando as a, a, a first place. And so in February of 2019, we held the first gathering there with uh, 58,000 people. And it was a 12-hour 12 uh, day, all focused on the Great Commission. Um, on reaching the lost, on you know personal revival and societal impact, and uh, out of that, thousands of people made commitments to mission fields, from high schools, their local high schools, to universities, to the nations of the earth, to uh, the foster care system. Basically, identifying the mission fields of our nation as well as in the nation, mm-hmm. and all day long calling people to commit and to give their lives to truly live a missional calling. So. That was all in Orlando in February of 2019. Wow. wow. Amazing. Just amazing what uh, the power of God is doing throughout the different ministries that you are um, attached with, Andy, and especially now. Between, so from why Wham was birthed 
the send in, or, or was it a collaboration with the call and YWAM for the send? I was trying to understand. Yeah, great question. I've been with YWAM for a little over 20 years. YWAM is 60 years old, you know, yeah. and it's a global missions movement um, in about 190 nations. But the SEND was, YWAM was one of the organizations at the table, along with Christ for All Nations and uh, uh, Jesus Image, the call, uh, a movement uh, to university campuses called Circuit Riders, um, Dunamis Movement that's based in Brazil, um, and uh, Lifestyle Christianity in Dallas. And those seven ministries came together uh, to launch the SEND. So it's truly collaborative. No one organization uh, alone leads the SEND. That is amazing. That is that is really the step of showing the world how different organizations, different ministries can just come together for a greater purpose. Right. That, and that, that shows um, when we link our armor together, uh, because it, it is a battleground. You were talking about identifying the mission field, Andy, and I think that is so key, as well as identifying the battle field, uh, you know, and what is the battle uh, that we're all um, up against. And so once you know, like a soldier knows what it is that their part is to do in that battle, that's identifying what their calling and mission is, and then go for it by linking armor together like that. I think it's amazing. Yes, absolutely. So what what can people expect if they attend the SIN? Because there, there's one actually coming to our neck of the woods uh, and, and scheduled in October, I believe, I uh, up in uh, Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium, which that's our backyard. That's mm-hmm. We're really, really close there. And uh, wh- what does that look like for folks? And, and tell them a little bit more about that if you can. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll just start here real quick is we just had our second SEND gathering in Brazil. And uh, it just was remarkable. It was three simultaneous stadiums um, with about 140 to 150,000 people gathered um, all on the same day in three different stadiums, each of them 12 hours long and each of them totally live, no simulcasting, just live events. And uh, that really catalyzed in some ways to another to a global level. And out of that, tens of thousands of commitments to mission fields and people are already being on ramps and trained and, you know, already stepping into that. And uh, out of that whole combination of Orlando and Brazil, the Lord clearly spoke to us about Kansas City mm-hmm. and a few other places, uh, Argentina, which uh, was supposed to be um, just this last month, but of course was pushed back because of all that's going on. So right. Argentina will be soon. And then Kansas City schedule for the fall, which of course we're, you know, looking at all the, that right now and trying to decide, you know, when exactly that's going to be with um, trying to take everything into consideration. So lots to figure out. But in terms of, you know, what people expect is the, the send day is really a combination of a very presence fueled worship. We really believe a generation is just getting caught up in the extravagance of God's love, his, uh, the revelation of his beauty, his nature and his character. And so much of the sand is, is really adoration and worship and exaltation. And then, you know, mixed into all these uh, worship moments, there are lots of messaging moments where we're really calling people into personal revival and repentance. Uh, we have a clear gospel call at every event. Um, and uh, 
and then we move into kind of the meat of the day, which is, is a call to the mission field, where we talk about high schools and children living as orphans and universities, talk about the nations and the unreached, uh, the places of the world with no gospel access, mm. and uh, also about the marketplace and people's mission field right in front of them. And, and the, the middle of the day is really a call to action, to activation, to you know breaking every ounce of passivity and every ounce of, uh, you know, lethargy in our lives and really moving into activation, but not just a few with titles or positions or, but the everyday believer taking up their missional calling. And then the end of our day is often right back into, you know, worship, but uh, also really believing that it's the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that really allows us to carry uh, the mission that God's put on us. So a big emphasis on just praying for the fresh outpouring of the Spirit and activation of the Holy Spirit. And I would say in the last uh, two gatherings, and then we just did a large online gathering with about 3 million people that did a 12, um, did a 12 hour online gathering uh, for the send is we've seen just some of the most remarkable healings and demonstrations of the spirit's power that I've ever seen in my life. Just wow. so many miracles breaking out. Um, just as a, you know, that we, we know that signs and wonders and miracles will follow the proclamation of the gospel and, and seeing that demonstrated and walked out in these gatherings as well. So it's kind of a combination of worship, prayer, the power of God, and a very practical, tangible call uh, to get involved and activated in uh, impacting the world around us. Wow. So awesome. Andy, so what you and um, this collaboration of men and women of God, uh, you're really just following exactly what Jesus said to do. He said to go out and make disciples. And so you are disciple makers, and you're just like multiplying the kingdom of God. It's just so remarkable to hear the numbers of people. Um, Just amazing. And we thank you for, you really are pioneers out there and um, you're, plow- you're plowing the field, you know, and uh, it's just a blessing to hear how God is working through you. I, I know that in... Um, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for yeah. making it real. And you break it down in a way that the generation that's out there now, they, they want real. Right. They don't want fake and phony. Yeah. They, they don't want religion. Yeah. Hey, hey, I don't want religion. None of us do. <laughs> but there are some people that, you know, are, are stuck in that. And so what you're doing is you're opening it up so that this generation out there um, can see the real and, that, and the raw of it, and they, that's what they're looking for. I, I love, is it? Is it with YWAM that you say the first three months is for the people to come to know God and the last three months to go and make God known? Is that from that? Yeah, yeah. Our, the Kind of the overall vision of YWAM is to know God and make him known. And our entry-level course, the Discipleship Training School, is that. It's six months. The first three months is really uh, kind of a – is a learning phase. It's, you know, teachers from around the world and from many different movements in the body of Christ, all on falling in love with Jesus and mm-hmm. growing in the understanding of his nature, his character, his word, the Holy Spirit. And then the second three months, we send these, these young people in smaller teams of maybe eight to 10 all over the world where they're putting those things into practice and they're walking out what they've learned 
and uh, just seeing tremendous fruit all over the world. It's so encouraging what's happening. Well, and and I've had the experience to see firsthand fruit from, uh, we have friends and people that we've known through the years through different um, churches and ministries that are products of uh, YWAM and what they do and what they bring after they finish with you, they they continue on. And so the fruit is everlasting, and they're pouring in uh, to uh, uh, people now, and then those people that they train up are pouring in, and so it continues out and overflow, and I've been able to witness that through the years of what um, amazing fruit comes out of this ministry of yours. Wow, that's awesome. That's so encouraging to hear. I, I just love, I'm, I'm looking at the SINs uh, website right now, which if you're listening right now, as soon as you get done listening, uh, I encourage you to go to thesin.org and just check it out. But one of the things that caught my attention that uh, is is my passion and, and why we do what we do uh, on our end with our festivals and concert is is the discipleship part, staying connected with others and getting them plugged in with area churches in their in, in their location. But one of the things that I've seen that I just love, it says uh, on, on the on the website, it you have options for people to adopt a mission field, so to speak, that they can start in their own backyard. Like you have this thing it says adopt one of these five mission fields and that's high schools, universities, neighborhoods, and nations. And it gives a little description of each one of those, what that looks like. I mean, that is the gospel right yes, there. Amen. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. you guys are really doing some amazing things and it's encouraging to us and other ministries to like, you know, this is why we do this. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on. That's good. I mean, it's, it's just, re- it's really beautiful to see that and and how you guys are really uh, being proactive in you're, you're, it's like you're more proactive in, the training of believers than you are, you know, really pushing your event. I mean, you want people to come, but you want them to come, but leave with the tools that they need to, that they need to go out with. And so I have a question though, and call me, this is a, probably a thing that I need to obviously take to the Lord because I have a, I have a problem with feet. Okay. I have a problem with people touching my feet. I have a problem with not wearing (laughs) shoes or anything. And I just, I'm seeing tons and tons of pictures from these different send events with people with their shoes up in the air. So what is that all about? (laughs) That's a great question. I love that. Yeah, we so a number of years ago, I told you about kind of how the journey started with Blue Ingle and this call to the send. Yeah, we were at that time holding training gatherings, you know, with a similar messaging, not fully what we've developed with the send, but similar. And um, we would, we really, you know, have always had this passion to really call people to action, not just motivation, not just inspiration, but real action. And so in those smaller gatherings, we were like, how do we get people to do more than a, than an altar call? How do we get people to respond a little more passionately or something that means something a little more to them? So in those meetings, we started having people respond by putting their shoes on the stage or in the front of the room. Sometimes they threw them. Sometimes they'd walk them up. Oh, but it was this, this sign 
that our feet are the Lord's and that how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news and that we will go anywhere for the sake of the gospel and for the sake of the lost and for the glory of Jesus. There's no place too far. There's no heart too hard. There's no nation that's too closed. There's no neighborhood that's too difficult. There's no high school too violent. There's nowhere we won't go for the sake of the gospel. So Mm -hmm. at the end of those meetings would be these awesome piles of shoes that were just this sign of a generation that was absolutely willing to go anywhere for the sake of the gospel. And when we did our first kind of transitionary stadium gathering, which was before Orlando, and it was called Azusa Now, it was in California, and it was Lou's last kind of big call, but it was the first time we tried to fuse the messages together before we made the full transition to the send. And at that gathering, there was about 70,000 people, Mm. and we were trying to decide what are we going to do when we call people to missions. And to the nations. And when we say missions, it's like you just said, it's not necessarily just foreign missions. It's, it's the missional life, it's right. high schools, universities, neighborhoods. So we realized very quickly, you couldn't have people throw their shoes or carry their shoes. They're in a stadium. <laughs> so well, how about we just have them lift their, take their shoes off, put them above their heads as a sign to the Lord, to themselves and to all their friends that they will go anywhere for the sake of the gospel. So in that stadium and and the Coliseum in LA was the first time we did that. And uh, I made that call along with one of our other teammates and uh, looking out at tens of thousands of people with their shoes held in the air, some of them just tears streaming down their faces. And I still meet people all over the world and living in other nations who were at that gathering and say they held their shoes up Mm. and that's why they live in the Himalayas and that's why they live in the Middle East. That's why they started reaching their local high school. And so that's where the shoes came from was a sign to a generation that this is a go generation. This is a a people who will go anywhere for the sake of the gospel. Right, right. So what, (laughs) what do you do with all those shoes? (laughs) Well, in the, in the early meetings, when the meeting was over, they all just came to their, to the pile and found their shoes <laughs> and then of course once we once we moved to the stadium and they started holding their shoes up you know they just put them on oh, they were done right 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 sign it was just a, a declaration you know you can raise your hands you can come to the front but we just have said you know what put your shoes in the air this is a, this is this <laughs> a declaration we yeah go anywhere for the sake of the gospel i think it's beautiful i mean i think it yeah. i mean like you said it is the first step showing the world that you're making a commitment to allow showing the Lord. Exactly. Exactly. It's awesome. It's awesome. It makes me think of Moses, you know, the Lord telling him to take off his shoes. He's there. He's standing on holy ground. And, and I feel like the the mission field is holy ground. And yeah, when they make that declaration right there, they're staying, that's a holy moment for those people that they never forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, oh, that's so, so good. good. It is. So, good. so, um, you know, it's, wow, I can't believe our time is already coming to an end. No, I mean, we just, we were just getting started here. Um, man, <laughs> just before, I mean, Descend, I mean, it's just an amazing organization. It's a, it's a, it's an amazing outreach and it, and it's touching hundreds, if not millions of lives around oh. the world. And we are just so honored to be uh, a partner with Ascend. Um, how can churches or other organizations uh, join in in this movement with Ascend? 
Yeah, great question. You know, as we are re, uh, you know, looking at all of our dates, of course, for 2020 and into right. 2021, we're landing, you know, where those events will be. And Kansas City is a guarantee. Argent- Buenos Aires, Argentina is a guarantee. We're just working on, you know, landing the exact timing. But on the right. website, there are opportunities to get in touch. And so much, you know, what our goal is to make the local church the hero of the storyline. You know, we we want the everyday believer to be raised up and empowered to impact the world around them and to see local churches um, feel empowered to be the solution for their communities, for their cities, for their towns, for their right. nations. And so our desire is that the water level of evangelism and disciple making and missional life would just rise across the nation and the nations. So uh, we really work uh, closely as with partner churches uh, to, to help serve their community, their members, to step into that activated life. So there right. are ways on the website to get in touch, to become a partner church, and then we're able to stay in touch with upcoming events and, you know, talk further about what that partnership can look like. And hopefully, um, you know, pastors and church leaders would look back and go, my, my community, you know, doubled its missional activation. My community is far more evangelistic than it used to be. We're making more disciples than ever. Um, we've sent more people to the nations than ever. That would be our, our hope and our heart uh, for the send as it would lead to an even more activated church. Right. So the website is the best way to kind of track with that and become a partner of the send. I think it's awesome. I, 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 I even think it's even, um, more awesome, if that makes sense, that you guys are coming to Arrowhead Stadium, the home of the Super Bowl yeah. champs. I mean, God Come couldn't on, have timed it go. any better, right? God's a God's a Kansas City yeah. Chiefs fan. I don't care what anyone else says. So. <laughs> and yeah, and, and, you, right. and you guys are coming there, and uh, man, I cannot wait. So, hey, um, I think uh, I think it's I think it's time to play a game, don't you think, Donna? Uh, I'd love to play a game. Yeah, Andy, sure. you want to play a game with us? Oh, I'm in. All right, let's go. It's game time with Light the Way and Friends. Seven questions. And seven second answers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, uh, how this game works, Andy, is d- between Donna and I, we'll go back and forth asking you seven questions. And your responses are, or your answers, there's no wrong answer. You have seven seconds to respond to those questions. So are you ready? Okay. I will st- I will start first. What is the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you in school? Oh gosh. <laughs> 7 seconds. I don't re- really remember ever being very embarrassed in school. <laughs> Good answer, answer, Andy. I'm, I'm, sh- a, oh my I'm goodness. sorry. I I, school was awesome. <laughs> I'll help you out here with a with a question, Andy. If you could have lunch with any okay. person, dead or alive, besides Jesus, mm. who would it be? Ooh, man, I have a lot of heroes in history. Uh, let's go with John Wesley on that one. Ooh, I love that. Good okay, one. good. Good one. If you could have an unlimited storage of one thing, what would it be? Unlimited storage of one thing. Gosh, another great. How about kombucha? Oh my! <laughs> we'll have to explain I'll, what I'll that explain is. I'll explain that later. to you later, John. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Explanation later. Oh, <laughs> uh, exactly. All right then, Andy. Uh, tell me, what is your perfect day to spend with your family? What's your perfect day to spend with your family look like? 
Yes, anything outdoors, in the woods, uh, hiking, camping, uh, fishing, anything anything outdoors is the perfect family day. That's awesome. That's awesome. Andy, if Disney World, is Disney World a people trap operated by a mouse? <laughs> wow. Um, you know what? One of our best family days ever was Disney World. So <laughs> I, we definitely got... We got we got trapped if that's the case. <laughs> we, we took the bait. Oh my. Okay, Andy, do you have a special nickname you'd like to share with us? Gosh, I actually don't have any nicknames. Oh, that's a good thing. Sometimes. Sorry, that's kind of that's kind of boring. I guess. <laughs> no, not at all. All right, last and final question, Andy. What is the weirdest thing you've seen in someone else's house? I don't know where he gets these questions uh, from, Andy. I'm just going to yeah, say that up that, front. That, that yeah, uh, you know, nothing, <laughs> nothing comes up in my mind. And I thank need a the Lord warning for that. on that question. Maybe it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much for playing along with us on our seven questions, seven an- uh, seven second answers. It's uh, we, we try to come up. We just try to come up with weird. Of course, Donna comes up with the more adequate questions. Yes. And of course, I just I'm off the wall. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh, man. So, hey, uh, this time, you know, I just want to give you an opportunity, Andy, just to kind of speak life into our listeners and and just uh, speak hope into them in this moment of time. Uh, Yeah, I think, you know, I just think for everyone listening right now, um, you know, this is a wild time to be alive. And I think there's lots of perspectives on that. And it's just radically important that we have heaven's perspective and God's perspective on it. And I just think it's an incredible time for believers to find wholeheartedness and to discover a completely sold out, surrendered life uh, to Jesus. I don't think these are days where we can walk the line. These are not days where we should be straddling the fence. Um, This is not a time to shrink back and it's not a time to, um, you know, to play it safe. I think this is a time we've got to rise up with great faith, great courage, and um, there will be one primary expression of Christianity uh, in the future, and it will be wholeheartedness. Wholehearted Christianity was always meant to be the only Christianity, and I just think there's a whole generation that is rising up in that, that is passionate for that, that wants to go all in. And so this is just an invitation to all in Christianity, sold out, all in, fully surrendered, madly in love, willing to do anything, willing to sacrifice anything for the sake of the kingdom, for the gospel, for Jesus. And uh, that's the invitation today is to be wholehearted, no matter what's happening around you, no matter what your circumstances are right now. uh, This is the time to go all absolutely all in Uh, Jesus wants to meet us in that place in a profound way, in the greatest passion, the greatest excitement, the greatest adventure, the greatest joy is found in the fully surrendered life. So that's my prayer for each person listening. That's my prayer for the body of Christ across America, across the nations of the earth right now, is that wholehearted Christianity would rise up. Amen and amen. Thank you, Andy. What a good word. What a a profound um, message that you gave to our audience today. And if there's anybody out there today that um, doesn't know Jesus and would like to take this opportunity to invite him into your heart and into your life, 
we would pray with you. Um, dear Jesus, we just, um, we say that we want all in, just as Andy just spoke. We want to be all in. We want to give you our heart. We want to give you our soul. We want to give you our life. And, and, uh, Today is the day we just declare we're going to lay it all down for you and we're going to follow. So whatever it is that you say uh, for us to do or wherever it is you say for us to go, we're ready. We want to go in Jesus' name. We, we lay our sins down. We open our heart uh, to receive you as our King and our Lord and Savior today. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If you just prayed that prayer with us today, we want to invite you to go to our website at lightthewayministry.com. And midway through that page, uh, you'll find a button that says, I've made a decision. That is something that we want to, uh, that's that's your way to reach out to us so we can contact you, pray with you, get you plugged into a local ministry in your area or a church in your area, because we know the importance of that. We want to let you know that you're not alone in this fight, that we are here with you, alongside of you, praying with you, and lifting you up. And so encourage you to go to our website at lightthewayministry.com. Midway through, click on the, um, I just made a decision. And uh, that comes actually straight to Don and I. So uh, it doesn't go anywhere else. It comes straight to us. So don't, uh, don't hold back. Don't let the things around you disturb you from making that connection because we definitely want to hear from you. And while you're online, we want you to go to the uh, send.org and check out the send. I think you can register to be a part of the Kansas City event in uh, in fall. And uh, Andy, thank you so much again for joining us today, bud. My joy. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And thank you, listeners, you. for tuning in for this week's episode. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Light the Way and Friends podcast. Make sure to subscribe today and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Light the Way Ministry. Be sure to tune in next week for more inspiring conversations that bring hope and light so you can live a better life. And as always, regardless of whatever you're faced with today, Jesus is always there with you to light the way.